Hi, I'm Whitney Lee, founder of Socially PR and Digital Media. And for over a decade, I've been creating and executing marketing and PR plans for businesses all over the U.S. I'm obsessed with helping entrepreneurs bring their big ideas to life and most importantly, boost their bottom line. The Socially Relevant Podcast is a resource to give you clarity, ideas, and inspiration that you can actually apply to marketing your business. So you won't find any overwhelming tech talk here. We're breaking down all the details in a way that's fun and easy to understand, giving you tangible ways to take action. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, hello, welcome back. It is a beautiful Monday morning in Fort Walton Beach. We thought we were getting spring weather, but hello, we got another blast of cold. Um, We actually were busy little bees this weekend. We had Buggin' Out, which was a big uh, vintage Volkswagen car show and festival that we help uh, promote for one of our resort clients here in Fort Walton. So that was on Saturday. Um, Holy cow, it was uh, cold, cold, cold. The festival was from 12 to 4, and thankfully it kind of warmed up throughout the day. But the wind factor when you're right on the beach like that is absolutely brutal. But this was the second annual year for that event. Had a great turnout, probably because it was too cold to go to the beach and everybody's like looking for something else to do. Uh, But we had about 55 vintage VW bugs and buses that came out. And it's like, you know, we have judges and um, they would score all the different vehicles on, you know, like creativity with their theme because, you know, these bugs like have these crazy themes and stuff. Their interior, exterior, their motor, their all the refinishings, all that cool stuff. So um, I had a great day. They, we did live music. Um, we had food trucks there. We had the Holy Indian food truck there and the Islands food truck. Uh, but it was a super beautiful day. We had the stilt walker there. I was afraid she was going to get blown over by the wind because I'm not kidding y'all. It was like 35 mile an hour winds. Um, but we made it through. It ended up being a great day. Um, the winning uh, van. So we pick number one VW van, number one bug, and then we do a people's choice. So the number one van was so cool. It was lime green. This guy came all the way from Atlanta. I say all the way. That's like five hours for us. But it was lime green. Uh, and it had like a full-blown kitchen in it. It had like a sink that worked. It looked super retro, like a 1970s, like wooden, like little setup. Um, but it had a sink and it had a two burner stove and it legit worked. And he had all lime green and yellow, uh, plaid interior. Uh, and then he had smiley face pillows. It was adorable. Um, and then it also had the pop top where you could like climb up and sleep up in the top area. So awesome. Um, But there were some really, really cool ones. There was a Coca-Cola themed bug. There's this um, pink one that came back this year that's bright uh, bubblegum pink. Uh, It has like a little matching cooler and everything. Super cute. Um, But there were also some like totally pimped out ones, like a convertible that was like had this white interior. It was so fun. So it's like one of those car shows that even if you don't really care about cars, uh, it's just really cool to see what people do. This one guy had a 420 theme. Um, so inside of his van, uh, was everything marijuana leaves with a 420 clock. Like what time is it? And every single spot on the clock said 420. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, it had a Whataburger cooler inside. That was my favorite part. Um, and there was also one van that they had painted the outside with chalk paint. Um, so everybody would go by and they had little chalk buckets out there and people could actually like draw and, and write their names on the car. So, so cool. 
it's just one of those events that, like I said, like even if you don't care about cars, it's so fun. And people would like hop inside, take photos. Of course, it's getting to be spring break. Spring break really kind of kicks off this week in our area. Um, we live in the Destin Fort Walton area. It's not, you know, most people are like, oh my gosh, is that like spring break central? No, we are not Panama City Beach. There's no like MTV spring break here. We get some college kids. Um, but for the most part, our hotels don't let you check in if you're not 25. Um, so there's always that. Usually if there are college kids around here, it's because they're staying in mommy and daddy's second home or something like that. So but this is one of my favorite time of year um, in this area. So for our local clients, this is like leading up into their busiest time of year. Um, so we're pretty quiet. It's funny, the rest of Florida, you know, like when you get to the, we call it the big bend, like the curve, when you start going down into central and south Florida, their busiest times of the year are like Christmas, January, February. That's like high season for them. And we are the exact opposite in Northwest Florida because it gets cold here. We actually get winter. Um, most people assume because we're in the state of Florida that it's uh, like 85 degrees here all year round. Yeah, no, not in our world. So we are leading into our busiest time of year um, and we have been coordinating some influencer campaigns, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today. Um, you can go ahead and roll your eyes. Uh, in fact, sometimes I roll my eyes too when I'm talking about influencers. Let's just go ahead and get it out there. Yes, they can make you crazy. Yes, they can be divas. Yes, they can be annoying and demanding and all of the above. Lord, I could go on for days and days of some of the most absurd things that influencers have asked us for. It's like they think they're a freaking celebrity. However, there are really some legit influencers out there that put out amazing content and that they can actually produce results for your business. Um, and people always ask me, like, how do you see success with influencers? Like, I, I hate them. I hate dealing with them. They never do what they're supposed to. In fact, here you go. The biggest issues that people usually tell me, biggest issues with influencers, um, they can't tie anything that they're doing back to sales. I'm going to tell you why that's your fault here in a moment. They don't love what they post. Also, partially your problem, your fault. Um, and also, they don't really come through with what you want them to do. So those are usually when we have a client and we're like, oh my gosh, we should totally do an influencer campaign. You can see their face and they're like, no, 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 no. These little divas. I've even had clients before that were like, I'm not giving these little, I can't remember the name, like Bettys. I'm not giving these little Bettys on Instagram free stuff because they don't really do anything. And I was like, fair enough. Like, I know people have been burned by influencers, um, but we don't get burned by influencers because we know what we're doing um, and we know exactly how to work with them. And honestly, we have amazing relationships with influencers. And I personally am a huge fan of influencers and influencer programs or campaigns. It really depends on every industry is a little bit different. We work with a lot of hospitality, um, but we also have, so we have hospitality clients like resorts, you know, experiences, you know, things like the Gulfarium, which is like a, a destination, you know, like an aquarium. So we work with a lot of those, but we also have product-based clients, um, you know, like Smart Sips Coffee, where, you know, we're working on um, some ambassador programs there. Um, and we'll talk later about the difference between influencer 
campaigns and ambassador campaigns. That actually probably should be an entire podcast of its own. But uh, I'm a big fan of influencer relationships, and here's why. Number one, um, they usually generate incredible content. A lot of people are following them because their pictures are banging. They do fun reels. They do TikToks. They do video. They do really engaging stuff, and their images look great. So they can create amazing content for you. Number two, you're reaching an entirely new audience. Um, They are posting through their channels and reaching all of their people. So you're reaching an entirely new audience that doesn't already follow your page, or maybe some of them do already. But um, for the most part, you have such an opportunity to grow your following because you're reaching a new audience. Okay, number three, I love influencer campaigns because what they post feels really more authentic rather than the same marketing language that we always use. Not, not that there's anything wrong with our voice. We are the voice of the, the establishment, the hotel, the destination, the product. We are the voice, but we have that consistent voice. So it's always, it's always good to let the influencer speak in their own words to their followers. Obviously their followers are like liking what they're doing because that's why they're following. So letting them tell our story and their voice feels more authentic. Um, so, I mean, are they getting compensated for posting that? Yes. Um, but we don't try to hide that. And I don't think they do either. Um, but it's a fresh take on your product, your service, your hotel, whatever your you know business is. And it's going to their audience. I always tell people like we as a business, I say we because we're like, I feel like we're on the same team with our clients. We as a team, us plus client, you know, we can say how awesome we are all the time, but when someone else says you're awesome, there's a whole different level of um, respect for that. So uh, that is another reason why I love influencer campaigns. Also, I mean, everything is trackable. You can see every single thing they post. You can see if they're tagging you. You can see literally every ounce of content they're putting out on behalf of you. And if something's wrong, uh, or if they get it, I mean, we've had influencers get um, a stat wrong or or a piece of information wrong. We literally just shoot them a message immediately and we're like, hey, we actually have, you know, 600 rooms instead of 300 or whatever they got wrong. Um, not a big deal. Pretty much everything can be edited. Everything is trackable. Um, and the number one reason why influencer campaigns are amazing is because it is incredibly cost effective, y'all. Come on. This is like the cheapest form of advertising you can do. Now, yes, when you get into like influencers that have like a million followers, 500, 700,000, they usually start asking for money. And I have done that before where like we pay them and we provide them services or an experience or a product in addition. Um, But you always just kind of have to weigh that. There's no magic number. And people ask me like, you know, how many followers do they need before I have to start paying them money? Honestly, they're probably all going to ask you for money up front. You just have to be like, no, that's not what I'm offering you. I'm offering you this. If they don't like it, let them walk. Um, But you just have to come. I mean, obviously, don't be that direct. That's that's a little Whitney Lee for you. That's not how direct I am with them. But that's it. You know, like you have to know what I'm offering, you know, as a business And, you know, if you don't want to do paid influencers, you don't have to. You can work with, you know, influencers that have 50,000 followers, 60, I mean, 70 or even 10, 15,000. It just depends on the value of what you're giving them, you know. And honestly, 
We have seen incredible success with people that have like 25,000, 35,000. We, you know, the term and the, the marketing term is micro influencers. And now they're even like getting into this world for like Gen Zers. There's, they're using nano influencers, like people with even smaller followings. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I use more macro uh, or micro influencers than I do like big monster 3 million follower influencers. So totally up to you on what you're offering. I mean, if you're offering them like, here's one cup of coffee, well then no, you're not going to get somebody with a million followers that's going to take that, you know, one cup of coffee and no cash involved. Come on, you know, you got to be realistic here. Or, you know, if you're giving them a stay, you know, you got to put the value to what they're you're asking them to do in return. Um, so actually, we did a uh, influencer campaign uh, at the Island Resort in 2020 that was massively successful. And again, this was really, I mean, they had hosted influencers before, but not not coordinated by us. And it had been a little while. They just went through a huge $15 million renovation. Um, and we were getting ready to launch the, you know, like announce the renovation was complete. And it was actually <laughs> right about this time, two years ago, we were getting ready to literally like sound the horn, announce the renovations complete, bust the doors wide open for spring break and kick it all off. And of course, COVID happened. Um, so we decided to do influencers because we were still we actually did close the hotel for about a month, I think. But for the most part, if you've been watching what's happening in the world, Florida stayed open a lot. Uh, So we closed down for, I think, about four to six weeks. Um, But after that, we reopened right in time for summer. Um, So we had six influencers come. um, And these were micro influencers, I would say. They all had about 50,000 followers, somewhere like that. We, We picked six different girls. It just happened to be all girls. We're totally open to guys, but... This just happened to be girls because let's just be real. There's a lot more females on Instagram. Um, And these specifically were Instagram because that's kind of uh, Instagram and Facebook for the resort at that time. Those are the two strongest um, platforms that we were using. So uh, we picked six girls and all we and the way we picked them um, was we we have key feeder markets. That's what we call it. Um, what's a key feeder market? The, those are the cities and areas that people come down and visit us from the most. So here in the Destin area, we see a ton of visitors from the entire Southeast. Ha ha, Redneck Riviera, insert joke about us being whatever, lower Alabama, all the above. <laughs> but, um, so most of our visitors are, we see a ton of Texas people, Houston and Dallas, We see a ton of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, um, Georgia. Atlanta has been one of the biggest markets for this. Everyone from Atlanta comes to Destin. Everyone. So we have a ton of awareness there. Tennessee, we get a ton of Tennessee folks. Um, And really, you know, like the, the bubble is spreading out more and more. We're starting to see a lot of people from the Midwest come down here. But our key feeder markets, the where we see the most traffic coming from, are really like the Southeast states. Um, So we pick six people that live in those areas. And even though I know, yes, like they can have followers all over, um, we see that a significant number of their followers usually come from their region. So they they get a lot of followers from location tags and things like that. So um, they get a lot of followers from that that region. So 
So here's what we did. We picked the six girls that we wanted to work with. And I actually, some of them had reached out to us as well. Um, but we, we vetted them and stay tuned because there's an entire episode coming about how we vet influencers and find out if they're legit or not. So we vetted them and determined that they were good. They were perfect for our audience. You know, usually if they are your target audience, the influencer themselves, if they fit the bill as your target audience, there's a high, high chance that the people following them are also your target audience. Birds of a feather flock together here, folks. But they are our target audience. A lot of them have little kids. You know, the island is like a really fun and young property. Um, I wouldn't say like overly young because their prices are, you know, they're, they're beachfront. So they have beachfront prices. But it's a young, like we're, we're definitely targeting millennials. I think we, I mean, we do hit some Gen X as well. Um, but we get a lot of millennials, like the older, haha, geriatric millennials, which I am not one of. Thank you very much. I made the cutoff. I think geriatric millennials are 85, 80 to 85 or something. And I was born in 86. Yay. So the quote geriatric millennials, heck, I mean, even non, I'm 86, we're, we're 35 years old. So millennials with kids and also, you know, like the mid twenties, something, you know, the couples without kids, you know, like the, the younger millennials, the Island is a really high energy, fun resort property. They've got like fitness stuff. They've got kids activities. Um, they've got a swim up bar, all these things. So if you're looking for like a super chill vacation, um, you can get some chill time on the beach and stuff, but like the pool is popping. So we were going for like a younger crowd. That's how we, you know, kind of picked the influencers. And here's what we did. We offered them something very specific. I think it was two nights plus like a $50 food and beverage credit, two nights or three nights. I have to go back and look, but we were very specific with them. We're offering you, you know, three nights and a food and beverage credit. We sent them an agreement, like an actual document that said, here is what the island is offering you in exchange. Here's what we'd like in return. And we detailed out how many posts we wanted, like how many static posts we wanted. That means like, you know, like actual posts that go on their profile, how many stories we wanted from each one, um, how many location tags we expected, how they had to tag our property and every single thing. Uh, we had all these like stipulations for them uh, being very, very specific um, on what was expected. And then you know, even like two months after the campaign, we asked them to send us screenshots to show, you know, like impressions and things like that. And also we asked them to send us like a Dropbox or a Google Drive with all of the uh, images that they took and allow us to use those for our marketing purposes going forward. We send that to them. And like I said earlier, some of them did try to push back and say like, well, I want $300 in food and beverage. And honestly, like you can negotiate with them, but I always just try to look and see how many followers do they have and also how much engagement are they getting, you know, before I like even entertain that type of negotiation. Um, and we had some influencers that we were talking to were like they wanted money and we were just like, no, we're not paying. And, and some of them were like, OK, that's fine. Then I'll still come. And some of them were like, bye. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a business. And that's the point here is like influencers this is business like and i if you're an influencer and you're listening right now i love you however if you want to be taken seriously you have to operate like a business okay 
again, uh, probably a whole podcast episode coming at you about that. But once they signed the agreement, we actually made them pen to paper, sign an agreement with us. We gave them talking points. So remember earlier when I said like, you know, people have these issues with influencers and part of it is like, they don't love what they post. I'm like, come on, well, you got to like, you got to give them some talking points. You got to push them in the direction and say, hey, here are the things that we like to highlight about our property. You don't have to tell them exactly what to say, but we, I mean, we call it a press kit, but you don't have to make it that formal. You can literally have, send them a, a Word doc with some talking points of, we're a kid-friendly property. We have this many rooms. Um, we have Misty the Mermaid who sits by the pool every Tuesday and Saturday during summer. We are a beachfront property. We love to talk about that. We have chairs available for rent here, but they are not included in the stay. We have, you know, several different food outlets on property. We've got one right by the pool. We've got, you know, one more upscale option in the lobby area. We've got amazing, fun, crazy craft, you know, beachy cocktails. We have a swim up bar. So we give them the like a fact sheet so that when they post stuff, they're educated on what they're posting. So don't come complaining that an influencer didn't post accurate stuff or good stuff if you're not teeing them up. Come on, you know, tee them up, be very clear. And usually they come through on it. Um, so while they're on property, we actually share their content because they're tagging us. So we'll like share their stuff to our stories. That's always helpful too. Um, you know, and we had, we had a great experience. We generated 33,000, actually almost $34,000 in room night revenue just from these six little Instagram Bettys. I'm totally joking. Love y'all. If any of y'all are listening, um, we generated almost $34,000 from that, from them as a whole. And we had some people that were like, oh, this is probably just happening because it's COVID. And of course, everyone's trying to get to Florida. They want sunshine. They want to get out. They want a vacation. They're sick of being locked up. Uh, wrong. We actually have proof that that money came from those influencers. And here's how. We gave them a trackable link. It's really not that hard. There's tons of platforms out there. Bitly, Capsulink. I mean, the, lip, the list goes on and on. So we gave them and each, each person got a trackable link. Hey, Sally Sue, here's your link, you know, stick it in your bio or in your link tree. And when you do it, you know, like, Hey, come stay at the Island. My link is in my bio. That link would show us exactly how many people of their following was clicking through or from their following was clicking through and coming to the Island's website. So that was the first step. And then we did give like a discount code. I think it was like 20%, but we actually had one discount code that was used for all influencers, which is not my favorite thing to do. However, we kind of got, we kind of had to do that. The, the hotel at the time was their management group or whatever that had their booking engine. We call them flags, you know, like hotel flags are like Hilton, Marriott, Red Lion, you know, like the, the all the different flags. So their flag at the time that controlled their booking engine, it, it was a crazy to make all these different codes. So they only gave us one code that all the influencers shared, but at least we had the individual links to be able to see, okay, influencer number one sent 300 clicks to our website. Whoa, influencer number four sent 800 clicks to our website. We might have her back again, that kind of thing. Um, so we gave them the code uh, for the discounts. And then all we did was we just reached out to the company and the flag, you know, that oversees the 
booking engine and we're like, hey, how many room nights were booked using whatever the the code was? Um, and they pulled it out and it was like 33,841 bucks or something like that. Boom. Boom. Uh, that is proof right there that influencer marketing can work and it doesn't have to be dramatic as long as you set yourself up for success and set them up for success. Um, so I'm a huge fan of influencer marketing. Like I said, you know, it, every industry is a little bit different. We, um, we've done it for a lot of different industries, food and beverage, um, entertainment, things like that. But again, as long as you're very, very clear, I think it's a, a complete no brainer for your business. Um, you know, so, you know, even if you want to dabble, just try one. I definitely think it's worth your time. If you get the right people, you're clear on what you're doing and you get the tracking in place to see what is coming from it. I, I don't just do these marketing campaigns and be like, hmm, I think that worked. I, th- I think it was good. No, like uh, job security people, like I, I look up stats and information to, to show tangible resor- results of we did this, you know, and I don't know, like, okay, six girls buy, if we did three room nights, that's 18 room nights right there, plus a $50 food and bev credit for each person. That's 300 bucks right there. So I guarantee you that return on investment, the the hard cost of what those room nights, and actually, I don't even know if those rooms would have been filled that night. So if that's the case, then you're, they're really not missing out on anything. They were putting, you know, somebody in a room that wasn't already, wasn't have booked anyway, then they're really not losing anything. Like legit, we, we took like pennies to the dollar and turned it into almost $34,000 in room nights. So cool. This is exactly why I love marketing uh, because I'm, I'm such like a, a competitive person. I'm like, this is so fun to me. It's like a game. Like, how do we make more money for this client? It's so fun. And then when you take the results to them and you're like, hey, check this out. And they're so excited. It's just addicting. This is a prime reason why I absolutely love my job. So actually, if you are thinking about working with an influencer and you want a good place to start, we actually put together a free PDF uh, for you. Uh, you can go to BeSocially.com. That's B as in boy, E as in egg, social, L-E-E.com. You can sign up right there. We'll also drop it in the show notes. Uh, you'll get a free PDF. It's got five tips uh, plus a little bonus additive that will tell you exactly the things that you need to look for when choosing an influencer. Completely free to you. Head to BeSocially.com right now or find us on our social media platforms and download the five ways to identify influencers that will actually help make you money. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you thought the info was beneficial, it would mean so much if you take a quick second to write us a review and share it on social media. If you have a question about a topic or a specific industry you want to learn more about, reach out to us on Socially's Instagram or LinkedIn. And you can also find me personally, The Whitney Lee on Instagram. We are excited to connect with you and help you make your business more socially relevant. 